0: Welcome to the Business Meet Soul podcast. I'm your host, Tara Hegarty, and on this show, you can expect powerful soul-shifting conversations to help you effortlessly expand, align your energy, and unlock your infinite potential in life and business. Because your definition of success isn't determined by an endpoint or goal. For you, success is the byproduct of being who you are, doing what you love, and living in alignment with your soul. Are you ready to anchor into deeper layers of abundance, service, and freedom together? Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Business Meets Soul podcast. I am thrilled to introduce our special guest for today, Juliette Valentina from Soul Weaving. Juliet is a beautiful soul who has spent the last decade diving deep into the realms of numerology and astrology. And in a world where logic tends to rule, Juliet has found comfort and wisdom in the realm of symbols and archetypes, encouraging us to explore deeper and reminding us that there's this hidden layer to reality that we often overlook. Juliet is on a mission to share the beauty of these ancient practices. She teaches, speaks, writes, and offers personal one-to-one sessions, all with a goal of bridging ancient wisdom with our modern lives. Her work is making a significant impact in her community, enriching lives along the way. And in today's conversation with Juliet from Soul Weaving, we'll be exploring a fascinating blend of numerology, business, and spirituality. We'll dive into how understanding a business's personality number can profoundly influence its connection with clients and the way it presents itself. But before we go on any further, I want to explain what numerology is. So numerology is the study of how numbers are connected to a person's life and how they can reveal insights about their personality, upcoming events, and life's predictions. Think of it as a sort of cosmic calculator. So numbers aren't just random figures, they're like these cosmic codes. And if astrology is the language of the stars, numerology is the universe's language written in numbers. In numerology, it's believed that our physical world is linked to the energetic vibrations of numbers, creating a system that associates letters with numbers. Now, here's a really simple version. In one type of numerology, because there's lots, uh, each letter of the alphabet is associated with a number. So, for instance, A is 1, B is 2, and so on. And people use these letter-number connections to calculate special numbers related to their names and birth dates. And these numbers are thought to reveal aspects of a person's life, like their life purpose, their destiny, and certain personality traits. So, there are a few numerology concepts I really want to share with you, just so you have a bit of a precursor to today's talk with Juliet. So, a life path number. This is a number which is all about your life purpose and the direction you're headed. And it's derived from your birth date. Your destiny number. This is based on your full name and is believed to show your life goals and your life opportunities. There's also a personality number and this is connected to your name and reveals how you come across to others. There's also an expression number and this number uses the vowels in your name to tell you about your hidden talents and abilities. And there's also your birthday number, which is also based on your birth date and provides insights into your natural traits. So people use numerology to discover more about themselves and to get a sense of where they're going in life. It's a truly, truly fascinating concept. And I'm really excited to share more about this, particularly in relevance to your business. So now that we have some of the numerology basics sorted, I invite you to relax and join us as we explore the place where the magical and the real world come together. Hey there Juliette, a warm welcome to you. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so happy to be here. I'm excited. <laughs> Uh, It's such a pleasure to have you here with us. I actually had the chance to meet Juliet during a business alignment session. And I must say her business energy was truly inspiring. And hence, we're having this conversation today because uh, it got me curious. So, And you, Juliet, have got me curious. So could you take a moment just to share a little bit about your personal journey into the world of numerology and astrology and what was it that drew you to these sacred languages and how have they ended up transforming your own perspective on the world and yourself?
1: Wow. Okay. Um, How did I start? There would be probably two really pivotal moments for me, Um, and I'm thinking more specifically around numerology. I have a, uh, uh, when I, as a young person, and probably until in, I was in my 40s, I've always been like one of the skeptics. Like, you know, I, 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 um, I want the facts and figures. I want the evidence. I want the proof. Yeah. So I remember I like, I have a serious memory, like a flash memory when I was 13 and we'd gone down to Tamworth to visit my grandmother. And I had gone over to the public library and For some bloody reason, I have no idea why, I was sitting in the metaphysical section of the adult section of the library, and I was reading a book by Robin Stein, who is one of uh, Australia's most famous numerologists. On like It was was about working with your children according to their numerology. I have no idea how I ended up there or what made me pick that book up. I can't remember that part. But I remember sitting in the aisle with the book in front of me, and I remember I'd calculated my birth path number, as the lady said, and I'd gone to the chapter. I'm 13 years old. And I'd gone to the chapter, she said, for my number, and I'm reading it, and I'm just like how does she know me it's like she'd written an essay about me but she'd never met me Like i have no idea who she was and i just remember this moment of shock when my understanding of reality shifted like how on earth does someone's birthday indicate anything about who they are like it did not compute right that was my first introduction to numerology and Personally, I I I work with like the ancient Greek idea that we have a daimon. So the the Christians kind of develop that into the idea of the guardian angel that protects us at all times. But the daimon idea is that when you have selected your path, your lot in life, you've selected your path. Once you've selected that, you selected a daimon, or a daimon was a was um, given to you to not only protect you but to protect the path you said you were walking.
2: Mm. And
1: so I often think about that moment at 13 in the metaphysical section of the adult section, my diamond somehow getting me to read that book, somehow saying, here, come here, read this book. This is what your life is about. And like just that mind-blowing experience reading that book. So that was like that's pivotal. That's my first memory of numerology. And then the next one that was really powerful for me I was in my i was like 30 31 30 i started professionally reading at 31 so i would have so i've been playing with numerology my whole life it's always been there at 30 i was um living in melbourne and i started studying just a 10-week course with peter button who was the founder of the australian the australian numerology foundation back in the day 20 something years ago And I was a good student. I was sitting at my, at my, you know, dining table in Melbourne. I was studying. I had the textbooks. I was looking it all up. And the more I looked up in the textbooks, the more irritated I was getting and the more angry I was getting because it was a load of bunk. Like, it was just rubbish. It just wasn't me. Like, bullshit. Like, sorry, am I allowed to swear? Like, it was absolute crap. And I remember ringing my mum, feeling very angry and in a huff. (laughs) Like Mum, numerology is a load of bunk! Like, I remember saying those exact words. Like, look what it says about me! And I started reading sections out of the different textbooks And I was looking for my mum to go, oh, honey, like it's just numerology. It's not even real. Who cares? Like why are you so upset? That's what I wanted. What Mm -hmm. happened is she started laughing at me. And I'm like, why are you laughing? And she said, because it's so true. It's you. And I'm like, how dare you? And I'm like, how have I ever done anything, like any of this And she was able to basically say let me count the ways you know she was able to just list off time after time after time that i had done exactly what the text was saying i would do exactly what numerology said i would do
2: Mm.
1: And it was that moment of there was two things that really happened for me in that moment one of them was oh my god how does someone know me better than i know myself Mm how can someone else see me in a way that I don't see myself like that first awareness of like the shadow work that you know that I I am not actually the best expert on myself was it like this what kind of moment and then the other thing was that numerology is the mirror that's going to help me see myself
2: Mm. it's
1: going to show me the good the bad and the ugly it's going to see where I excel that I perhaps don't accept or you know own it's going to show me where I struggle and I'm challenged and I really stuff up that I don't see and I don't own you know it's going to really help me like a pure mirror actually see my truth and that was such a pivotal moment for me and I started professionally reading the year after like I've been playing since I was 13 but I started professionally reading the year after and now I've been teaching for about well, I've been teaching since 2018, so 18, 19, 20, 29, 22, 23. This is my sixth year teaching.
0: Yeah. Wow, fantastic. Can we dive into 13? Because I know it's a very karmic number, isn't it? It's mm. associated with the divine. Um, you know, It's said to bring out good luck and prosperity. So that's really interesting at the age of 13. Yeah. yeah. And it
1: feels like a real age of initiation, doesn't it? Like 13 just feels like such a powerful, potent, magical, uh, intuitive age to really step into something. And oh. then that lady that I read, so this is part, of, like linking those two stories that were so powerful for me together, that was Robin Stein's book that I read when I was 13, like in awe. When I was 30 and I was in Melbourne and I was training with Peter Button, I also went and saw Robin Stein speak at a, at a public, you know, presentation and had my book signed by her. And it was just like this beautiful linkage between those two pivotal moments was
0: Robin Stein, Yeah. Oh wow, that's incredible! Thank you for sharing insight to your journey, Juliet. Because I noticed it—it uh, it, it lights you up. Like there's a there's a part of you that just it comes out so glowing and natural, and it's obviously you're in the in the place that you need to be in this world, and you're doing the work in this world that is for you. And so I know in a lot of your offerings, you have this strong commitment to bringing these sacred and symbolic languages to your community and it's a pretty intriguing mission could you dive deeper into uh into how these ancient practices actually have the potential to enrich our lives especially in the modern world you know especially considering how caught up we are as you said like you're we're sticklers for the logic and and the materialism and the rationality behind everything it would be great so, to hear your thoughts on this sure sure well, I think if we go back
1: to that idea you know, when, if we go right back, right back, right back to the ancients,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they understood that we, that the world was enchanted. They understood that we were connected in with the cosmic mind. Mm-hmm. They understood that connection. And then we went through the age of enlightenment and, you know, I think therefore I am. And we got to this very logical place as a species And we have disenchanted the world, you know, that whole God is dead idea. Mm -hmm. And I think as a people in the West, I don't know that this is all humans, but I think us in our modern culture in the West, we have disenchanted the world and we have forgotten how connected we are with the world and we've forgotten that we're connected with the cosmos. So part of my work on one hand is I would love to shift the needle on how do we understand our relationship with the cosmos. And I think if you study numerology or astrology and you go, holy cow, like how does the day I'm born and the name I was randomly, in inverted commas, randomly given by my parents, how does that have anything to do with who I am, what my challenges are, what my gifts are, what my talents are, what I'm here to do, what my purpose is. Like you can't study this work and not understand that there is a greater intelligence in play. There is more here than meets the eye. You know, and my my four, sorry, four is that logical sequential mind that wants to understand my four struggles. And I had to learn, like, we're kind of in sevens territory here. Like, it, it works, we can observe it works, but we don't know why it works. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to have an understanding of why it works. I have no idea. But I've learned to just kind of surrender myself to that. And I don't fully comprehend. And that's like, it's like I remember hearing, who was that? Some beautiful Uh, who was some scientist he was talking about you know humans are trying to understand so much but what makes us think we have the mind that can understand He said like you know it's like trying to teach physics to a dog yeah the dog no matter how smart the dog is he's not going to understand physics so we might understand physics but what is it that no matter how much we try to understand we just can't understand Mm. you know that really intrigues me that idea though but there is a connection how do we reconnect with that there's a project in the world called re you know how do we re-enchant the world and when i came across that project i'm like oh i want to contribute to that i want to play a part however small my part is i want to play a part in how do we re-enchant the world how do we understand that connection between mm. us
2: and the cosmos
1: right that's a big thing for me but the other one is how do we shift the world at a four level like how do we shift the world for us mm. big thing that i often say like to my students and stuff is like we all benefit when we all shine and if we like we all benefit as a collective as a whole if every single individual inside the whole is living their best life Mm -hmm. has been supported in developing their gifts is bringing their 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 amazing talents to the to the community to the collective we all benefit when we all shine, and so things like numerology and astrology, they are ways of helping us see ourselves, understand ourselves. Giving a lot of my students and clients say, like, this work gives us permission to be ourselves. Mm. You know, we have these, these ideas in the back of our head, and like, oh, but who am I to do that? Well, it's in your fucking chart, actually. Yeah. Who are you not to? Like, you. It's like it's like for some of my students and clients, it's like a permission slip. Mm. You have permission to go for your dream. It's right here. It's a permission slip from the divine. Here, go, you know, make it work. It's. It's. And if we all supported each other to be who we really are independently, one, at the one level, what happens to us is a nine, as the collective of all, all, all that is. Is, it, is this making sense? Am I getting? I in the right
0: wait? Wait. Oh my I'm God. just Caught up because my mind's going, and I just think in terms of you know people having that permission slip. And I wanted to stop you there, but you're on an absolute roll. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, that's good. Uh, you know, and you say it gives people that permission slip to be who they are, and you know that in itself is powerful. And who, who. Who's to say that you know? And you could, sorry, you can find that information out just by looking at your numerology. Yes, and and do you say in numerology and astrology? I guess you know we're, we're looking at two different kind of um, languages, aren't we? Too. Mm-hmm. So in, in terms of that, are you blending the two together, or are you referring to like them separately and then allowing people just to find their their own way through each of those languages?
1: So I have been doing, as I said, I came across numerology when I was thirteen. Yes. And then I started studying at 30 and working professionally at 31.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: With astrology, it would be, oh, I don't have an exact, it would be about nine or ten years. I would have to think and calculate, but it would be about nine and ten years ago. Um, I, I've always wanted to do astrology, but it, it just never flowed. Mm-hmm. And then – like another random piece of my puzzle, (laughs) Um, I had a series of dreams with Carl Jung in them. And there was this one dream where he was standing behind me and I was in front of like this big cauldron in the dream and there was these shelves with all of these beautiful vials of of different coloured liquids, like just magic. And I was really scared to reach for any of the vials. And Jung was saying, we will guide you to the right vials, the right colors to be putting in the cauldron. And if you reach for the wrong one, we will stop you. We will stop you. You are guided. You are supported. You are loved. You can do this. We want you to do this. Uh, and it was like this. That, that was, was like one. There like four dreams in a row with Carl Jung. And it was like, okay, I am doing this. And so I stepped into astrology. Yeah. Uh, I remember when I signed up. My first course was with Brian Clark who is, oh, is probably Australia's best astrologer. He's extraordinary gentleman. I have a so, solar return reading with him every year on my birthday, he's amazing. Um, and I remember getting the first, so I signed up online and I got an email from him in response and he said, do you realize you signed up at the very, not just the degree, but the minute that Uranus hit your MC? And I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Like. <laughs> that's just gobbledygook i don't even know <laughs> but now all these late years later i'm like wow i understand the significance of that and how powerful that is and you know but it was like under this guidance so for me astrology was like a second language numerology is my first language astrology was a second language that i was learning
2: mm-hmm.
1: i love astrology and astrology has shift helped me develop my understanding of numerology because it's such a bigger community there's so much more work and research um done in astrology so the more i dive into here the more i go oh that makes this make more so much more sense and so for me two complementary systems kind of they do they do so numerology has helped me understand astrology. astrology astrology has deepened my understanding of numerology they work together they're different they're different sciences but they're both looking at exactly the same thing your soul your soul's journey, your soul's karma, the lessons you're here to, to, to work with, the challenges you're here to face, the gifts and talents you're here to offer your own soul, but then also to the community. They're both looking at the same thing. And when I read, I will never do just a numerology reading or. An astrology reading, like that doesn't exist. If you come to me for a reading, it's a numerology and astrology reading.
0: Do you find that strengthens the messages? Absolutely. Yeah, given that one one is like obviously correlated with the other and you can see them quite distinctly. Yes. Together. Yeah. yes,
1: they yeah. just if I'm if I'm not seeing the same story in both charts, then yeah. I know I've got the wrong information somewhere. Someone's forgotten to give me their third middle name. Someone's given me the wrong date of birth, you know, like and that happens. That happens. Like I've, I've gone yeah. to classes. the charts aren't linking. The charts aren't working together. Is it possible I don't have the right information? And yeah. I like, go, oh. Well, you know, my birth certificate says I was born on like the 5th, but my mum swears I was born past midnight and I was actually born on the 6th. So I've told you the 6th because we always celebrate my birthday on the 6th. But yes, officially, legally, it's the 5th. And I'm like, well, let's do it with the 5th. Yeah. and see how this impacts the charts and see how they work <laughs> together. Not saying your mum was wrong, but there does seem to be something about that official bit of paper that we that we work with. That there's something about that that seems to
0: work. Profession, I've been one of those people that have implemented and put my date in. This was years ago. Instead of um, my birth date, I accidentally put my brother's birth date in and we started to do the reading. And I I think we got about 10 minutes in and I said, this isn't me. This doesn't resonate. And she And I said, hold on, that's not even my, Birthday, <laughs> like, and I had to look back at the day that I'd actually given her her the the birthday, and I was like, oh yes, like. That was definitely not one of my better days. And it was very interesting. Um, but it could totally resonate with the fact that it wasn't it everything, all the information just wasn't landing. And I was just like, hold on, we need to take a here. Let's have a look at the data. But, but it has happened. It has happened to me. So yeah, I am definitely oh, one of those people that, you know, when you're in such a rush to, oh, I know I was on that day particularly, but um, but when the information and the reading started, I was like, oh, this isn't, this isn't working. What's going on here? So that's beautiful. So you're you're merging like the numerology and the astrology together. But numerology is pretty much like your your um your like your base, your foundation, and then you kind of add you're adding kind of like I'm getting like a baking, like you're laying on top of that just to kind of solidify the messages and and do.
1: And I also work just randomly while we're on that. I also work with orosoma, which is like a color therapy. So when I so color um, orosoma. Uh, and numerology links very strongly so if i calculate you know your date of birth and i get your birth path number well i can look that bottle like the big bot the big number i can look that up inside orosoma and that's going to tell me the colors and the energies associated with that number i can do the same for your heart number your personality number your destiny number um, your maturity number i can look all of those up in the colors and then sometimes it's very interesting because like say four out of five Bottles have got turquoise or, you know, all five have got green or, you know, the majority have got turquoise, whatever it is. So we're also looking through the, 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 the color archetypal lens to see what is the main, the main message or the main, you know, teaching that's coming through from the color. And of course I work with mythology. So I bring all of those to the table when I, when I work. I don't work with just one. I I would feel like I was going into, you know, in with one arm tied behind my back. Why would I do that? Like just give me, and, and some, some, have asked, some people have asked me like, oh, doesn't it get too complex? There's so much information then. And I don't see it that way. When I bring them all together, it's like they filter out. They give me a much clearer understanding of what's going on because they're filtering for me. Like if, we, if I sing a big five in the chart, I'm like, okay, but is this the five of like Leo? Is this the five of like Gemini? Is this the five of like Sagittarius? And then Leo is fucking everywhere. Then I know we're talking about five of the Leo. Kind of significations of the five energy. It helps actually clarify what I'm looking at in the chart
0: incredible what a a great way to blend what you're doing and keep you interested and you know the the curiosity just to keep flowing through you as i said you you did it since you were 13 you know and you know to start to blend it into your own juliet soul weaving way is just incredible absolutely fascinating i like that
1: idea that so weaving like it's like the thread from numerology and the thread from astrology and (laughs) just weaving them together Mm -hmm. making my (laughs) tapestry.
0: Uh, and so let's shift gears a little bit. And today okay. I, I want to focus um, on the kind of in, in crossover of numerology with the realms of business and spirituality. And I must admit, I'm quite eager to kind of dive into it. <laughs> Um, So to kick things off, could you help us really understand the concept of a personality number and why it holds such significance in shaping a business's identity? It sounds like a really captivating aspect and I'm sure our listeners would love, love, love to learn more about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So when we are looking at a numerology chart, whether that, so first of all, we can create a numerology chart for anything that has a name and a date of birth. So, you know, if, if you have a puppy, we have a new puppy. He's born on the 6th of May this year. His name's Palo. So if we, I can cast a chart for Palo. Right, you can cast a chart for your for your pets you can cast a chart for your house does your house have a name like do we have like what's the official date of registration or date of birth for your house was that you know when you put the foundations down like what is what is it was it the day you bought the land like some of that is intention right yeah Uh, we can do this you know you named your yacht if you can name it we can cast a chart on it ditto for your business your Mm -hmm. business is being birthed as an entity as a being in the world in and of its own right it has its own date of birth its own registration date and it has its own name
2: Mm.
1: so when we're working with numerology half of the data comes from the date of birth or the date of registration and the other half comes from the name Mm. so when we are looking at um, heart, personality, destiny, we're looking at the information we can glean from the name of an entity or a being. Mm-hmm. So for those, uh, I don't know how much wow. detail to go into, like actually technique-wise, <laughs> but personality will come from the consonants in, in the name. Yes. The heart comes from the vowels. Yes. And the destiny is everything added up altogether. It gets a little tricky <laughs> when we have like the letter Y because sometimes the Y is a vowel and sometimes the Y is a consonant and that can be really frustrating. I know when I first started and people would come for a reading and they had a Y in their name, I'd be like, no, I don't want to read for you because <laughs> I don't know how to calculate if that's a, a vowel or a consonant. You should like the bane of my life. And the thing is, I have a Y in my middle name. So like I really had to figure this out. Um, <laughs> So yeah, I found a technique in my early thirties that I personally love. I'm not sure if I should go into that. Do we have time for me to? Yeah, we can
0: go into that a little bit. That would be great. Yeah. Okay.
1: So if you're looking at the Y and you're, I don't know if that's a vowel or a consonant. This this is a simple technique that I came across. It wasn't mine. I didn't develop it, but I tried. Like oh so many techniques to try and find one that i trusted and that seemed like a gave me a reliable response so if you're looking on google you'll probably find lots of different ways to do this Mm -hmm. i'm just going to show the one that i do that has given me really consistent results for the last 20 odd years yeah that is first of all you have to break the name or the word into syllables yes right? So if we're thinking Tara, there's two syllables, right? Tara, just for those who may not know what I'm saying with syllables. So my name is Juliet, ju li right? There's three syllables. If a name has a Y in it, we need to look at the syllable that has the Y, Kai-li, Kai-li, Kai-li right? Kai-li. In the syllable that has the Y, kai is there another vowel present in kylie there's not right it's ky there's no other vowel present so in that syllable in that case the y is the
0: vowel
1: but if you looked at like my middle name which is may there's only one syllable it's m a y in the syllable that has the y m a y is another vowel present yes there's an a in that case, why is a consonant? Right. Right. This is, it's, it's something that if you're in a class with me, I would drill to make sure yeah, we understand. Yeah, so it. But is that yeah. making, is that making yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's making yeah.
0: sense. So, um, so talking about the, the heart, the destiny, and the personality. So, um, the heart was, sorry, the vowels. The yes. personality was the um, consonants. Yes. Uh, and the destiny was the numbers or everything. No, else?
1: the destiny is yeah, all of it added together.
2: Yes. To
1: your vowels and your consonants, everything that comes together. So, like yes. in your surname Hegarty, yes, the syllable that has the y, T, yes. is another vowel present.
0: Yeah, no, it's not.
1: No. So therefore, y is a vowel. Is if you were casting Tara Hegarty, like the current business name that you, you that we all know as your business, Tara Hegarty, yes. y would serve as a, as a vowel for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So would we um, potentially just be looking, so we look at our business name and then we look at the heart, the destiny, and the personality? Yeah, we would
1: want to split those up. And so the personality is going to be Mm -hmm. some, when we meet a person or a business, we are meeting the personality number first. Yes. Right, so from a distance this is what i see about you this is how you come across to me the the personality number is like a a membrane between us and the world out there Mm -hmm. this is how we need to allow people to meet us this is like if we some people go oh it's just it's just superficial it's not even real it's not who they really are it's just the person it's just the mask it's not important i think it's very important Mm. And i think when we're thinking about the the personality number i think of it like as a tool that our soul gets to use to ensure we are engaging the world in the way we need to in order to do the work we're here to do Mm -hmm. so i think of i think of um uh my favorite example is always neil diamond i mean the man's a 22-4 he's so four he's so four (laughs) and yet he's here to be a performer he's here to be on stage yeah he's he he has a five personality that five personality helps him meet the world it helps him he was apparently terrified at first like it, that five personality once he developed that that's what gets him on stage as the rock star as the performer who can handle all of that attention from those tens of thousands of people in the audience it's the five that has him wearing bling and sequins and glittering you know it's the five that enables him to get on a bus and tour or to get on a plane and go overseas to tour Mm. like without that healthy strong five personality he couldn't have done any of that
0: Mm. yeah and so, you, so, generally, you said to start with the personality number first. Yeah, because that's
1: how we. So that's how that's we're attracting beautiful. people. Yep. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. how they're seeing us. That's how they're looking for us. That's what they mm-hmm. want to see. So when you have when you look at your personality number, you're kind of getting a sense of the people that you need to pull in, the people that why people are attracted to you, and what they need to see.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so uh, so you're branding have all up it's and like, you get to one number. Is
2: that correct?
1: Yeah. So just oh. think of the personality number as your brand. Uh, yes.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah, it's the brand, how you allow people to see you.
2: Mm-hmm. And then
1: if we go to the, so people meet you through the personality number or your business through the personality. When we come closer, that would be meeting maybe your birth path number, getting actually a better sense of who you are, and your destiny number, getting a real sense of who you are and what you're here to do. And if they really get to know you and they work with you and they engage you and they get to know you at a really deep level for a long time, they get to know your heart number. The heart is the softest, the most vulnerable part of us and our business, but it's also, it's like it's your why, what drives you? What motivates you at the absolute core, at the absolute heart? What is it you're here to do? Why is your business in existence? You know, why are you here? What is the biggest archetypal imprint at the heart of what you're here to do? Mm, yeah. But we don't, we don't start by seeing your heart, right? We start by seeing your personality. Okay. You know, we start by seeing someone's ad. We start by going to their website and getting to know them a bit better. We're not going to see their heart necessarily until we've really engaged and worked with them.
0: Yeah, that's intriguing, so intriguing. So so if people were to look at their personality, their destiny and their heart numbers, so based on the guidance that you've just given, um, you take your business name, you add up the vowels, um, the consonants and then everything together to get those three different numbers. And where do you then like find um, information about those numbers that you could be referring to? So they have more information about, okay, so I'm a, an eight or a four or whatever it is, whatever comes through. Where can I that? So if, well, I'm going to point
1: you to my website. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I have a, a number that we haven't touched on yet is the date, like the birth path number, and yes. that can be for you as a person, as I said, or it could be like the know. date of registration for your business. It has its own birth path number. Yes. So if you go to my website, um, you will find a free offering. It's like a 20-minute video to help, um, like a little lesson on how to cast the birth path number and lots of little professional tips and tricks around that and the significance of the birth path number for you or your business. It also includes a PDF with um, uh, like keywords to help you understand the basics of each of the the main numbers that we work
0: with. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, because that can give you more information to be drawing from and how to shift or change yeah. or really embody and transition that's like that, that I guess that number that needs to be expressed yeah and okay. what did you find if there's any kind of like differences or you're like oh I'm definitely not doing that like is that like that would be interesting wouldn't it because if you're uh, I don't have like an example but perhaps we could talk about an example I would love to. I would love to
1: share. Um, Actually, my partner works, my partner is the Chief Innovation Officer for Mm -hmm. What Watches, which is a company here in Brisbane, Brisbane, Sydney, sorry, (laughs) Um, here in Sydney. Um, And I'd love to use their...
0: Yeah, can we dive in? I think that will just give, yeah, a a grander understanding about um, these three different personality numbers, the destiny number and the... and the heart numbers. I
1: mean, we're kind of coming at it very quickly, like just even though learning how to cast a chart properly with me would take about 15 hours. Like it's like the first three modules of the course, like how do we cast this? And then we spend nine modules trying to understand what each of the numbers mean in turn. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're trying to, like, we are going quite quickly, but mm-hmm. um, I'd love to give an example though to see how powerful this is and how it lands. The, one of the other pieces I would put on the table is mm-hmm. we have, we work with the planes of expression, and these are like my favorite toy. Like, I love the planes of expression. One of the planes is the emotional plane. Yes. And again, the emotional plane, yes, it's about our emotions, but it's about how we connect, how we relate so if we're looking for information on our ideal client that that ica looking at our emotional plane is also given going to give us really powerful information on that so i'll I'll touch on those um i'll touch on that if that's all right yeah yeah Mm -hmm. so um what watches All one word it has a one personality a seven heart Mm -hmm. And an eight destiny. And in fact, it's a 44, eight destiny, which I feel is really important. On top of which has four on the emotional plane. So we've got that four energy kind of coming in in both places. But I love the fact that it's a one personality, seven heart, eight destiny. And the birth path number is 17, eight it's like it's like like how more precise can this be <laughs> oh,
2: wow right 178
1: 178 they're both yeah. saying the same story yeah. so when I look at that it's like eight of you know uh, this at a base level because eight of business what does the business do one cutting edge leading pioneering trailblazing seven technology to do what seven support the environment you know to help us work with the environment through technology like seven seven what kind of technology cutting edge innovative you know brand brand spanking new ideas you know and this is it's like you can't make you can't you can't make it up you can't yeah. make it up so yeah. if we look at the um so we've got it there in the birth path as well but if we went just to the personality number of one when people look at this company, what they're wanting to see, what's attracting them to work with them, how this company is presenting to the world is one. So at one level, what we have is one is the innovative person. It's the innovator, right? Mm-hmm. I think of Steve Jobs is a 28, 10, one. He has this double one energy, right? We're looking for this idea of the, the genius, brand new ideas, a new way of thinking, a new way of engaging. One is first, it sees it, first, it understands it first before everyone else, All right? So we've got this this company with this one personality that is being seen as it was, and it was, it was the first to develop cutting edge technology to, to work on a very boring thing. <laughs> we'll get to the boring four bit, but it was the first to release, to develop this brand new, innovative, unique, original technology. Right. So we got that one energy, the one of the pioneer, the one of the trailblazer, right? This is how it needs to present to the world. I am the pioneer. I am the trailblazer. I am the leader. And so, you know, apparently there are other companies now trying to mimic what they're doing to no, to no success yet. But this is part of one. One is like, I've just arrived on a, on a, on a deserted island and I have a machete and I'm blazing the path. I am cutting back the trees. I am play. Blaze- I am first. And once I've created this path, other people can come behind me. Mm. But they wouldn't even have thought of walking on this path if I didn't create it, says one. Yeah. So we've got this. So this is part of how do they need to show up in the world? What's the role they play? How are they seen? that personality, the pioneer, the trailblazer, you know, the, the leader with new technology that is innovative, you know, innovative, cutting edge. But if we go a bit further with that one, one is also our advocate, it's our champion, it's our hero. So we've got this idea that their company needs to be seen to be taking that position of being the hero, being the champion, being the advocate out out in front, shifting the way that our world works. So being the, and I said, well, who are you advocating for? You know, like because I said, are you? Is do you see your business as the advocate, as the champion? Yes. Okay. So who are mm. you advocating for? So we've got this idea of how are we seen? How, what do we want to be known for in the community at a distance? Oh, I see them. This is who they are. Yes. But then we need to get a bit up close to see who are they working with and what are they really doing. So what attracts us is that innovative, pioneering advocate energy. But when we come in, we have four on the emotional plane and we have the 448 eight as the destiny to so we go well, okay what's the what's the four <laughs> because we always think of four is boring <sighs> and yet it is it is fucking boring sorry i swear i'm so sorry okay it's all right it's fine okay <laughs> is that okay oh so when we think okay actually you know what i'm going to go to the heart for a minute the heart is a seven
2: mm-hmm.
1: what drives them What is their why? Why did they make this business? Why does this business exist? Seven, and to put it into two really easy seven words, maybe Mm. three, the first one would be, how do I save the planet, right? Environmental sustainability. My partner has a master's degree in environmental sustainability, right? So how do I contribute in some way to saving the planet, to saving the environment? And how am I going to do that in another seven way? Technology. Mm. I'm going to save nature. I'm going to save the environment, seven, through technology. These are two seven words that we're bringing together here. The other thing that they, they're they very keen on is research. And yes, they do their own research and development for their own products, but it's bigger than that. They want to be the people who provide the data necessary to the academic researchers to do the work that needs to be done.
2: Mm. They want
1: to make sure the data is available for the research to be done, the, the, the research that ab- we absolutely rely on and we need the academic level. Mm. That's a big driver for the business. They're not the ones, they're not the academic researchers for the type of research they're thinking of, but they want to make the, make sure the data is available for them. So, seven environment, yeah, save the environment. How? Through technology, through research. How do we contribute to that? That's the driving energy behind them. Is, is
0: that making sense? That's incredible. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the heart. So, and that's. That was what, the heart. So, we've done the personality, we've done the heart, and then the destiny was the 44-8. 44-8. and we have the four on the emotional plane so the four Mm -hmm.
1: is really important so if we're going to say um how who are they working with like the emotional plane who am i best to work with who wants to work with me why are they attracted to me you know what is it they're relying on from me like we look to the emotional plane so if I, i said who is your main customer residential householders how much more for a statement can we get who do you work with who is your who is the for on your emotional plane residential householders Hmm. right that's the main one that's not their main customer but that's the ultimate customer that they are serving some of the some of their immediate customers are residential householders but other customers that they personally work with would be power companies would be solar Uh, power installers Um, it would be the people who need the data i'll get to that in a second in order to maintain the stability of their networks in order to have the data to say how how am i going to uh, improve my services to the residential householders it's like it's it's very it's very for who are who are they working with they're working with for right Mm -hmm. what are they doing so i need to feel like i need to step back a bit in the, in the sexy world of saving the planet, right, probably like renewable energy would be a lot more exciting and interesting and, and how are we going to get more power from wind or the sun or waves or whatever. That might be a more interesting, sexy topic. The International – wait, let me get this word because I wrote it down. The International Energy Agency
2: mm.
1: said that 30% of what we need to do to hit our carbon reduction targets is renewables 37% a bigger percentage of what we need to do to hit those targets is energy efficiency and that's boring because that's measuring data measuring energy usage it's it's facts and figures. It's four, right? It's boring. It's it's evidence-based. It's facts and figures. It's statistics. It's, it's the data. It's all that boring, boring, boring four stuff that isn't sexy, that isn't fun. But 37% of our ability to meet the carbon reduction targets relies on energy efficiency, mm-hmm. the f- boring side of it, and that's what Watches what is this about. Yeah, amazing. Right? They have the leading-edge, leading, leading cutting-edge technology technology to, to to on to create meters that help you understand your energy usage, and they want to feed that back to residential householders so that they have more power and control and understanding of how they are using power. If they understand it, they can alter their energy usage. Oh, I should do it at this time of day instead of this time of day. Oh, I can I can make this small habit. I can shift this small thing. I can generate a thirty seven percent difference in meeting our carbon targets, by understanding my power usage. And what what Watches is really big about is I wanna put that power in the hands of the householders. And they want the householders to be able to really see, am I being charged correctly? I have evidence here. This is how much I'm using. Why is my company charging me this much?
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, because we've got the facts and figures. We've got the data. We're all measure in our hands. It's very boring, but it's money. Because one of the big things is, they understand that a lot of people are driven by money. They may not do it to save the planet, seven, but they might do it to to save money. They might. So big companies who are installing these um, these hyper-smart meters, I don't know what they're called, but they're beyond the smart meters that we we are now installing, big companies are installing them to understand how could they run their factory better, how could they run this better, that better to save 37% on their bills.
2: Mm.
1: They're not driven by a love for the planet. They're driven by how do I save money on my electricity bill. Mm. four, four of frugality, four of money, four of boring data, facts and figures, you know. But how does the four empower us to make better decisions about our data, our energy usage and our bills? So who, who was wanting to work with What watches? People are very interested in four. They're interested in money. They're interested in being frugal. They're interested in saving on the bills. They're interested in how am I using power and how could I use it better to better improve my bills, it's, it's you know it's boring, but thirty seven percent of our ability to meet our carbon reduction targets is through energy efficiency.
0: Yeah, incredible. Is this making so sense? Absolutely, yeah. it's such a great way to get a sense of how you know these elements come together to create almost like this business unique character and how it wants to be expressed in the world. You know, the personality side, you know, how it wants to be perceived, how it needs to be attracting, like that attractor feel to come out, the destiny side of things as well, and in the heart and how you, how it's fulfilling you as um as the business owner or as the um, person that was working for the company, um, you know, I'm interested, like how did um, your partner react once you started to do some of the... Oh, just, know, just like, how did you, like, how did you come to this? Like you're not even leave it on
1: our board, you know. All this yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. My, my partner has been listening to me do neurology for the last, what, five or six years that we've been <laughs> yeah. together. Um, and so it's been this big... Um, Uh, ended up doing the course with me last year (laughs) because I was like I want to understand how to better engage you know at a managerial level how do I better engage the people that work for me if I understand them from that numerological level I'll have a better insight into who they are what their gifts and talents are where they might struggle how to best engage them how to connect with them what tasks to have them on like really wanted to understand this how do I engage people better by understanding them through numerology? So when we're doing this, it was like, oh, of course it works with businesses too. <laughs> you can't make this up. But if we went to the destiny, like the 44-8, if we're looking at that big eight, the eight of, yes, the eight of business, but the eight of the, of regulation, the eight of the law, the eight of the decision makers, the powers that be, like who control this industry, And then we look at the four and we're looking at the main players in it, like these people that are you know, the people, the the old conservative traditional power companies and how it's always been done, four is slow to change. There is an inertia with four energy. So like with cutting edge leading one is like, let's go, people. There's so much we can do. Let's move. And then four is like, oh, like a big mountain trying to shift, right? And so apparently um, what is the Australian – Oh, let me get this word. The Australian energy market operators. The Australian energy market operators came out and said that they're pushing for nationwide, and that's a forward word, nationwide is for, nationwide smart meter installations by 2030. By 2030. Number one's response to that, this company's response to that, is that tech is already outdated. It's already old. It's already pointless. Why are you pushing to have that in within 7 years? We've got new tech. Let's leapfrog. One, let's let's be quick. Let's move ahead. Let's jump. With one, there's an urgency here and we need to be pushing. We can't wait for four to catch up. Right? Mm-hmm. So we have this idea with within this company with that one of advocacy, the one of the champion that they are when they go to industry conferences and industry meetups workshops, they are the ones giving the talks. All of their talks are directed to the regulators to say, we need to shift and we need to shift quick. We need to move, there's an urgency here, like one of urgent, you know, one deals with life or death situations, right? There isn't, this is urgent and we need you to move. So they're, they're advocating for these massive shifts, trying to go past the four of the, you know, the big power companies, the entire system has built, been built by them, for them, and it suits them. They have no vested interest in shifting. Hmm. whereas this is another thing one personality of what watches they are independent one of independent they are they are an honest broker because they have no vested interest in any of this and that's another way that they come across it they're seen in the marketplace this independent voice on this matter
0: yeah wow it gives so much information Uh, uh, in terms of and it's it's truly fascinating because it's uh it's it's almost like you know, the personality number shapes a business's identity, doesn't it? And you're really shedding the light on the importance of really using, um, these two languages to pull apart more information on our business that we may not even know and uncovering a few little hidden truths or like little hidden gems that we just need to start, as you start, you know, as you said before, like start to pull on and really kind of, you know, maybe pivot our business in, in, in alignment with what it, wants to be expressed as yeah, very, very interesting. Very yeah
2: interesting.
1: And, and i really like what you just said around um when we look at our charts we have permission to be ourselves and we understand ourselves at a much deeper level and we go oh that's why i struggle with this oh that's why i'm so good at that and we have this like epiphanies and this developing self-awareness mm-hmm. If we do it for our business, we're having the same experience. Like, what is you know, what are the gifts and challenges of my business? And oh my goodness, like I look at my business. Can I look a little at mine just for a second? Yeah. Yes. So I was doing this with my students the other day, just as an example to help them then dive into theirs. Right. So I asked them without telling them the numbers. I just said, how do you, how did you see soul weaving when you first met it? Like when you first, like the personality, right? When you first stumbled across my business, before you'd worked with me, before you were my student and you traveled with me for five years, what was your first impression of soul weaving? And they gave me words like, uh, works with the mysteries. There's a seven word. Um, the occult. There's a seven word spiritual, soulful. There's seven words. Um, it's about, learning higher learning spiritual learning well there's a seven word (laughs) you know so sacred spiritual mystical works with the mysteries works with the occult uh it's about learning deeper learning these are all seven words oh um works the work that we do together is like depth psychotherapeutic work i'm not a psychotherapist but the work we're doing is this real depth work into understanding ourselves at a very deep level Mm. that's seven But when I was and I'm like, okay, so that's seven, right? And that's the personality number of soul weaving. This is what you meet. Like this is how you meet me. This is how you this is how I need to allow you to meet me.
2: Yes.
1: Because sometimes we resist our personality numbers in person and for our business. Like, oh, who am I to do that? Oh, I couldn't possibly. But that is the tool that the soul gets to wield in order for us or our business to do the work it's here to do. We need to develop it really powerfully and strong. It's that archetype's resources, that archetype's perspective. Is that making, is that making sense? Yeah, it is. Yeah. But, but then this idea of, sorry, I was going to say, then this idea of how do we go a little further when we see it and we go, oh, even if I'm uncomfortable with it, how do I need to allow it to be perceived? And I was realizing one of my students, I was doing this in a group session, but I was also doing it with some of my private students, and one of them said, the expert. There's a seven word. It was like, oh, how do I feel (laughs) about being seen as the expert? Am I willing to own that? Am I too shy? Am I, my self worth issues too crazy for me to allow myself and my, through my, the vehicle of my business to be seen as the expert? Or there's another seven word, the specialist. Mm. Right. Mm. So we can find ourselves being challenged. By the numbers and called forward by those numbers,
0: mm. that's incredible. And uh, when you actually did your numerology for your business name, was yeah. that all in alignment with what your students were? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So they all saw the seven, and then I said, okay, but now that you've been working with me, <laughs> like, how do you how do you know my business? Like if we're looking at the destiny, my mm. like, soul weaving's destiny is forty nine. 13, 4. So we're looking at the 4, but we're also looking at 49, the 4 combined with 9 energy. Yeah. So if I was looking at that at a base level, one of the first things we could say, and if you went to my website, you would see this, right? It's spiritual. It's mystical. We're dealing with the occult. Tick, tick, tick. It's four. It's grounded. If you go to my website, I, it's not pretty lilac with sparkles, mm. right? It's four. Because what I want to do with the spiritual work is I want to ground it for you. I want to make it applicable. I want you to be like I want you to be able to apply this intellectual idea to something tangible and real, and have tangible results with it. Yeah. So it's it's for mm. my website. You know, it's it, it's beautiful, grounding kind of earthy colors with you, you know like it's not it's not lilac with sparkles. Nothing against lilac with sparkles. It's just that's not my business. It's, I've got to have the four in there. The other thing, four represents, I know we just did a whole bunch of boring stuff for the other business around what four represents, right, data, facts, evidence-based, you know, all of that, yes. Four also rules all of the cycles and rhythms. Mm. So it's the cycles and rhythms of your day, of your week, of your month, but if we go a little bigger, it's the it's the lunar phases as she cycles the earth. It's the uh, it's the seasons that cycle. It's predictable. It's four. It's orderly. It's predictable. Spring always follows winter. Yeah. Full moon always follows see what fourteen days after new moon. Right. You don't get the new moon one day, the full moon the next day, and then the the first quarter square the day after that. Right. There's an order and a predictability to the the, the cycles and the rhythms. And that's what my business works with. I'm looking at the lunar phases. I'm looking at the, the, the great wheel of the year. I'm looking at how do the planets orbit, you know, how do the planets orbit our chart? You know, we're looking at all of those cycles. So if we go to like four nine, the, the, the base energy of my destiny, of soul weaving's destiny, sacred cycles, sacred rhythms. Yeah. Divine timing, divine cycles. That's what I'm looking for. And if we go a little step further, four, nine, instead of it just being four of this physical world that I can see and touch, we're looking at it from a nine perspective. How do I nine? How do I re enchant the world? Four, mm. nine.
0: Where are you getting the two numbers from, Juliet?
1: My destiny for soul weaving is 49. It's 49, gotcha. Yep, and then it comes down to 13 and then it comes down to 4. But we would always want to look at that first number. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. if it's too confusing, we just start with the, the end number, the 4, just stay there. Yeah. But if we wanted to get more information, oh, go to that amazing. first number, the 49 yeah. in my case. Yeah,
0: amazing. amazing. And That's then you blend the two to come to this. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so we're so looking for the incredible. intersection of the two.
0: Yeah. yeah, incredible, incredible, so fascinating. Um is there any else that you want to share? I know we kind of went into emotional plane of expression, um, and we've gone into the personality numbers, the destiny number, the heart number. Is there anything else that you feel like you want to share or impart? No, I mean, obviously there's always more. <laughs> I think that's a sentence sensitivity
1: <laughs> <my student laughs> more than anything. There's always more, <laughs> yeah. but I think that's a really like if we were thinking about how we how is our business seen? Who are we attracting? What are we known for? We were looking at the personality, the emotional plane, but also the destiny. Yes. So and then, fun. obviously, the heart—what drives it? What's what's at the core? What are we doing? So, at the core of soul weaving, I have six energy. Yeah, the six of the teacher, the six of the guide, the six of the person who wants to nurture you to reach your highest potential. Right? That all of that and the six energy is like the great mother. That's the energy. And it's I find it fascinating. I've had a few students independently, individually, in a random message, comment they I'm like the I'm like this mothering energy. And I'm like, yeah, because that's how I feel. And I random. I have Chiron on my MC, like I, I wear my little pendant with Chiron on it. But Chiron is always shown, he was the, one of the great mentors and teachers of ancient, ancient Greek mythology. He's always shown with a student or a baby. He's always oh. shown holding a baby or, you know, the student on his back because he was a centaur. The idea that he was more than a teacher, he had this parental role, this nurturing role. And I think, yeah, so he's right there at my MC in, in influencing how I engage my work and who, I, how I'm seeing what I do in the world. That's six at the, it's my destiny number, but it's the heart of soul weaving. Yeah. And I love it when my students pick up on that and they feel that and they reflect that to me. Yeah, that's at the heart of what I do. How do I nurture and support you to step into your highest potential? Yeah.
0: Oh, so incredible. And it's so, such a unique way to look at our businesses. You know, I'm saying like the way that I look at businesses, I see it as, you know, its own consciousness and it has this ability to dive more into our businesses and learn as a business owner or a, um, a, you know, someone who works for the business to really understand how you fit in the picture as the business owner and the business and how the two of you can come together. And I think this is such a fascinating. Fascinating way to look at our businesses and really dive deep and get to know ourselves more in our business. Um, and really deepen our experience with our business because we spend so much time in our business. Oh, like yeah. we spend so many hours and especially for a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners, that's where you spend a lot of your time. So if you can find ways to really understand it and really bring forward, you know, those key aspects that it's asking of us to be expressed. Imagine how much more lighter and fresher and, you know, funner and and deeper, like I'm saying, like it might bring some, you know, some, as you said, some heavy things to the surface as well. Oh, goodness, I've got to, got to deal with some worth issues or oh, I don't see myself as a specialist or an expert just yet. But, yes. Yeah, it's very, very fascinating. So, yeah, did you want to? Exactly. Oh, I was just thinking. I think our business, like I think of it, two ways. Like it's its own
1: unique entity that I'm the steward for. Like I, I care for it. Like I would care for a baby that has, like, it goes to be an adult, and has its own life. Like in that way of stewarding it, uh, and the the numerology and astrology charts help me understand it and how to best support it. Yes separately simultaneously i see it as this amazing vehicle through which we get to do our personal work Mm. and sometimes it will challenge us in exactly the right ways that we from our own personal chart need to be challenged in order to make this business work like it's like the perfect way to bring to draw from us you know our best gifts but also to do the work on the parts of the most challenging the most difficult yes
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely And I'm sure our listeners are eager to dip their toes into this world. So you mentioned earlier that you have a mini um, birth number video it was and guide yeah. comes along so people can go onto your website so I'll put the link in the show notes so people can find that and really access and really do their own kind of fun um, numerology uh, equations and yep. I also want to um, talk about because you have a numerology course you also do a lot of personal one-on-one sessions do you want to share a little bit about what you offer as well so people can kind of get a feel for um, your work too Thank you. Um, yeah. Well, I do teach. That's probably the main gist of soul weaving.
1: Like we do a lot of, um, I think at the moment my website's only showing the the introductory course, Know Thyself, mm. uh, but there is actually intermediate and advanced level courses. I've got to get those written up on my, on my website. But if you come, once you start with me, a lot of students are still with me like four or five years later because we just keep studying. Um, and there are so many, we have a beautiful monthly membership community that we, we connect like, you know, all every, three times a week, no, sorry, three times a month we come together for classes and we have all the conversation in between. But other than that, yeah, I do work one-on-one uh, with people, you know, for their, their, understand themselves, their own charts better. Um, I'm also uh offering relationship readings especially cuz it's venus retrograde helping people understand those uh but also yeah beginning to work with people with their businesses who would like to see and understand their businesses through the archetypal lens you know, through the, the the numerology the astrology the color like what can we see from this lens about about your business and how do you how and importantly what does it call from you like if we look at its chart and we look at your chart what is it specifically activating in your chart that you're contributing to it because the one business might end up with a team of like five or ten or three thousand working for it yes its chart will show how it connects with your chart and what has been called from you Mm. to 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 work with it to support it
2: Yeah, incredible. So, yeah,
1: really keen to start doing uh, more of that sort of work with people.
2: I love
0: that. Fascinating. So as we wrap up our conversation, I can't help just be inspired by your dedication to these ancient practices and your commitment to, like, sharing it with others. So looking ahead as you continue on the journey of intertwining this ancient and the contemporary, what message or insight do you hope to kind of leave us with um, who are actively kind of seeking that deeper connection between the spiritual and the practical? Oh, that's a big question.
1: To trust the connection with the other world, to intentionally cultivate the connection with the other world, to know that life has your back no matter what happens, even when things are insanely difficult. Life has your back. And I think especially when things are really hard, to me, that's when life is saying, well, you said you wanted to learn this, so I've got you. Here's the opportunity to strengthen, to stretch, to develop, to grow, to really trust that life is not throwing grenades your way for the fun of watching you dance, that everything is seen and is orderly and is predictable in a certain way, yeah, and we can trust, we can trust
0: yeah, powerful. Thank you so much, Juliet, for joining me today and shedding light on how the sacred world of numerology and astrology can really guide and enrich the way we approach our businesses and lives. And your passion for these languages is truly truly inspiring and i'm excited to learn more from you so if you want to learn more juliet offers many opportunities to work with her from her popular numerology course as she mentioned before to her one-on-one relationship and yearly transit readings and our business readings as well and i can't wait to dive into that with you personally so i'll pop her links in the show notes so thank you juliet for your time and your wisdom today oh thank you so much thank you so
1: much for having me with me thank you yeah really appreciate it
0: friends that concludes today's conversation if it lifted your spirit or touched your soul it would mean the absolute world to me if you could leave a review and subscribe to this podcast so that more souls can be impacted by these life-changing conversations and if you're not ready for this episode to end head over to tarahegarty.com to get the show notes for today's episode i love you so much and thank you for being here i'll see you next week for another
2: episode of Business Meets Soul.